Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
In the AM, Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. It's Thursday on this May 1st, the first day in the month of ER, second day of Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh today, including uh, Yalav Yavo and Halel. Um, special Torah reading, Musaf, Baruch and whatever is said on Rosh Chodesh in your Nusach and your custom. Today is Rosh Chodesh ER. Today is the uh, yard site of my grandfather. Passed away on the first of ER. Harav Yosef Ben, Harav Chaim Nassan Halevi. Today is day 16 in the counting of the Omer. Two weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. A big hello, a big, big good morning to all NORPAC members. And my gosh, once we left the air this mor- uh, yesterday morning in Washington and saw who was um, getting off the buses and filling the Washington Convention Center, 
What a distinguished group, amazing people from our community, many rabbinic leaders, many lay leaders, just a, a, a whole bunch of great students and parents and grandparents. It was just an amazing gathering. And the group was uh, addressed by uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Bob Menendez from right here in New Jersey, and Congressman Elliot Engel before uh, the group uh, broke up and started going to individual meetings. And it was a really rough weather day, as I'm sure all of you know, a very rough weather day, uh, and yet a, uh, a phenomenal and a wonderful uh, day in Washington, uh, courtesy of the folks at NORPAC. I don't know what time the buses got back last night. We had a 2 o'clock meeting in Baltimore, which we went to after the big plenary session in Washington. And then uh, and it was pouring the entire ride there. And then uh, got in the car at 3 o'clock because we had to be back by uh, 6.30 in the uh, New York area. And that was uh, totally unrealistic with the weather. And after all the shuttling around, it ended up being a really, really... Long day, but a great day. I, I hope everyone made it through the weather okay yesterday. I hope the buses and uh, everybody who was driving, etc., made it through. Uh, I, I had heard last night that five inches of rain fell in New York City yesterday. Now, I don't know if that's accurate, but if it's anywhere near accurate, it just it's just unbelievable. Uh, the good news is the weather is much better in this area this morning. Still a little bit of rain and stuff, and we may have a shower or two during the day today, but nothing like yesterday, Baruch Hashem. Uh, to say the least. 59 degrees, morning showers with a high of 75, then tonight partly cloudy, a low 53, tomorrow mostly sunny, a high temperature, 69 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 84, we're at 59 here in Jersey City. Rabbi Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff is going to join us coming up. Rabbi Rakefet is uh, in the United States, there's a big event coming up this weekend, we will talk about that and explain all that. The Maccabees are expected to join us in hour number three this morning as we drift into our three weeks, into our three weeks, as we drift into our Sphera format. Uh, the Maccabees are uh, expected to join us here at the JM and the AM. Talk about their brand new CD. So we'll have that for you coming up and plenty more if you keep it here at JM in the AM. 22 minutes before the hour you heard... Uh, in that set of music, Ben Sion Schenker with Pishuli from the Hallel service in honor of Rosh Chodesh. Yeshiva boys had Yahalalu, Yaakov Shweki, and Smechim. Maccabees had Nachamu off their brand new One Day More. Eight Ton Cats with Yifrach off live in Jerusalem. And Regesh Modani opening things up as usual. By the way, if you're a fan of politics, if you love the um, process of the political system in this country... If you enjoy the spectator sport, as I like to call it sometimes, of the world of government, check out the show yesterday if you missed it. Uh, we had some distinguished uh, government officials with us, a lot of people from our community who are very involved on the political scene and really take advantage uh, properly of the uh, of their involvement with NORPAC in terms of um, uh, getting involved and being part of the process in Washington. If you want to hear all that, check out the archive section of jmnam.org. Uh, and get to yesterday morning's show is really a uh, a good one if you enjoy uh, speaking about government and the process and what goes on in this country and how we can be an essential part of that entire process. A really inspiring show for those who want to be involved and those who want to know that they can make a difference. 
Uh, that's for sure. Uh, don't forget this coming Monday and Tuesday, Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaot. That's right, Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaot coming up this Tuesday here, at uh, this Monday and Tuesday here at JMNAM. Robert Katz, as is our tradition, will present the uh, Israel Memorial Day program on Monday morning. On Tuesday, I'll be here with Mayor Weingarten celebrating Israel's 66th birthday. Uh, so make sure you're with us both days. Really important shows, uh, significant shows, and we'll have an opportunity to uh, talk a lot about our beloved state of Israel coming up this Tuesday. It's the 6th of ER, but because of the the way the Rabbanut has handled the um, Shabbos and Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut situation, Everything is pushed to where Monday is observed as Yom HaZikaron, and Tuesday is celebrated as Yom HaTzmaut. That is how it works, and we will follow their lead in terms of doing the same right here at JM and the AM. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock, good morning. We're at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org.
From Asher Sharf and Sons, that's Ms. Marla David. Before that, Shwebel Sharf and Levine with Mimkomcha. Arye Kunstler's Imesh Gachech. Shira Chadasha Boys Choir with Az Yashir. Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. Day 16 in the counting of the Omer. 59 degrees, morning showers, and a high temperature of 75. My name is Nachum Siegel, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Rabbi uh, Dr. Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff is going to join us. There is a, a major event this coming Sunday. On the occasion of the reissuing of his two published volumes, one entitled Bernard Revel, Builder of American Orthodoxy, and the other, The Silver Era, Rabbi Eliezer Silver and His Generation. Uh, information, yu.edu slash revel-event. yu.edu slash revel-event. It happens this Sunday up at Yeshiva University. Rabbi Rakefet joins us coming up in studio with Rabbi Ari Rockoff at JM in the AM. The Maccabees, speaking of YU, the Maccabees expected in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk about their brand new CD right here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning, it's Rosh Chodesh, day 16, the counting of the Omer. A big thank you to everybody from Norpak who welcomed us to Washington. We had an amazing morning there yesterday. I am sure all the participants had an incredible day despite the weather. The weather was insane throughout the Northeast yesterday. As many of you know, I know I'm not allowed to complain about rain, but it was rough. <laughs> it was rough getting back. Uh, but nonetheless, an amazing day in Washington, courtesy of NORPAC. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Toe from Jam and the אחרי הביקורת בוושינגטון על אי הטיפול בפשעי שנאה נגד ערבים בישראל, אומר המפכ"ל דנינו, הגברנו את האכיפה. אי אפשר שלא להתייחס לאירועי הפשיעה הלאומנית האחרונה, ולא ניתן להפריז בפוטנציאל של הנפיצות וההשפעה שיש להם. ולכן משטרת ישראל העלתה מדרגה בפעילות, בביצוע של הפעילות, של אכיפה נחושה, לפענוח של האירועים האלה. ואני משוכנע, כמו שאני מכיר את המשטרה, תודה. בפתח נמצאה הקשישה שוכבת על הארץ כשהיא חבולה ושותתת דם מראשה. הקשישה פונתה על ידי מד"א לבית חולים בלינסון כשמצבה קשה. השכן שעל פי החשד היכה בראשה באמצעות פטיש נעצר. הלווייתו של הבימאי והשחקן אסי דיין שהלך הבוקר לעולמו בגיל 68 תארך ביום ראשון בארבע אחרי הצהריים בבית הקברות בנהלל. לפניכן בעשר בבוקר יונח ארונו ברחבת הסנימטק שבתל אביב. משפחת דיין מתכנסת כעת בדירתו שבצפון תל אביב. אחותו של אסי, יעל דיין, סיפרה על נסיבות המוות. הוא היה פעמיים שלוש בחודש האחרון בחדר מיון באיכילוב בגלל תחושות שלא אובדן הכרה פעם אחת. אז זה סיפור מתמשך, זה לא, זה לא תאונה חד פעמית שפתאום אנחנו בזעזוע. 
צריך לעשות חשבון כמה שניסינו להביא אותו לריפוי עצמי, לגמילה, לטיפול יותר יסודי, וכמה הוא לא רצה. אבל כמה הוא רצה גם לחיות. את הדברים הביאו כתבותינו יערה שפירא ועמית תומר. רשות המיסים בישראל תעביר לארצות הברית מידע אודות חשבונות בנק של אמריקנים כאן בארץ. כתבתנו יונה לייבזון. על פי ההסכם שנחתם, משרד האוצר יעביר לאמריקנים את פרטיהם של אזרחי ארצות הברית שמחזיקים חשבונות במוסדות הפיננסיים הישראליים. המהלך הוא חלק מהמאבק האמריקני בהון השחור, והסכמים דומים נחתמו עם עשרות מדינות ברחבי העולם. בהמשך תהיה אפשרות שרשות המיסים כאן בארץ תקבל דיווחים מארצות הברית על חשבונות של ישראלים. הגופים פה יחויבו לדווח ויישאו בעלויות כספיות אם לא יעבירו את הנתונים אחת לשנה. אחד במאי ובמוסקבה נערכת הפגנת הפועלים הגדולה ביותר מאז פירוק ברית המועצות. זהו חבר הפרלמנט הרוסי שאומר למאה אלף הנוכחים בכיכר האדומה, השנה הצטרפו אלינו נתינים נוספים, תושבי חצי האי קרים. אנחנו מברכים אותם. מזג האוויר, מחר תחול ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, אבל בשבת יהיה חם מרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין. התוכנית בחסות חינוכית. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Well, if you were listening yesterday when Rabbi Yosef Adler was with us uh, via telephone on the way down to a Norpak, he put in a special request for Cantor Pierre Pinchik's Firas Omer, And there it is, the Pinchik's Firas Omer on this 16th day in the counting of the Omer on this Rosh Chodesh ER here at J.M. in the A.M. 59 degrees, morning showers, and a high of 75. Not nearly as much rain as yesterday in this area. Uh, but it will be on and off somewhat during the day, and then finally things will clear up. Apparently we have a nice weekend coming up in this area. Uh, Ambassador Dory Gold, uh, actually uh, his people requested that he uh, be with us on JMNAM this morning, and this happens in radio where um, they go ahead and... Uh, they go ahead and make the arrangements and... Uh, ask specifically that we be in touch with him during the morning, but then never provide the uh, information to us, unfortunately. And this does happen in the world of radio, so probably in the world of TV also. <laughs> but especially radio, where all you need is one phone call to get in touch. So I apologize. We had said that Ambassador Dory Gold would join us this morning. I wanted to ask him about J Street and a whole bunch of other stuff, but uh, I don't know if that will happen Hopefully he'll join us at a, a future time right here at JM and the AM. Right, Dr. Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff will be in studio coming up 
toward the bottom of the hour here at JM and the AM. The Maccabees in studio later on, a brand new music alert. So you'll be able to uh, check out their brand new CD with us when they visit us later this morning. Amazing programming on our stream all day long at JM and the AM and jmandtheam.org. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari, right after JM and the AM with the Book of Life. Always an inspiring program each week. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life today speaks with author and lecturer Yael Unterman. Yael Unterman will be live in studio discussing the book, The Hidden of Things, and her upcoming event at the Kalbach Schule next week. And the YU men's tennis team won the Skyline Conference Championship, has become the first yeshiva team to earn a berth in an NCAA championship. And joining Miriam in studio to discuss this will be the YU Athletic Director Joe Bednarsh, Coach Ira Miller, and members of the tennis team. That is cool. Congratulations to them from all of us here at JM in the AM. And, of course, our uh, amazing programming continues all day long. Our stunt show today, which will be at 1 o'clock after the live lunch, will feature Mark Zamek on a special edition where he's joined by three work colleagues as they discuss happiness and what makes them happy and what they do when they're not happy. Uh, no experts as a serious conversation about a serious subject of happiness between 1 and 2 Eastern time this afternoon on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Looking forward to that. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning on this Rosh Chodesh E.R. Day 16, the counting of the Omer. That's Yehuda Green. Hashem Melech. Baruch Levine before that with Hashkifa. Got a note from uh, our friends at uh, Israel Bonds. This coming Sunday, on May the 4th, this coming Sunday, there'll be a uh, Israel Bonds Staten Island Division and JCC of Staten Island event. It's happening this Sunday, May the 4th at 7.15, with Ambassador Yehuda Avner, advisor to five Israeli prime ministers, best-selling author. He will be there uh, on Staten Island this coming Sunday. Uh, it'll happen at the JCC, 1466 Manor Road. Information about uh, Yehuda Avner's appearance, contact uh, Israel Bonds. You can go to the web, israelbonds.com, or just show up 7.15 this coming Sunday night at the JCC on Staten Island. I got a uh, an email yesterday as we were traveling back from Washington, got an email from the Nasi at the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side, and Mark Langfan, a great choice in my opinion, Mark Langfan, who was one of the first people years and years ago around the time of the uh, initial Oslo Accords uh, to discuss the uh, danger of the Oslo Accords specifically from a security aspect. Uh, at that time, he was uh, really making the rounds and uh, educating people about the dangers of uh, giving away any part of Judea and Samaria and Gaza at that point as well. Uh, Mark Langfan speaks to the Mizrahi after Tfilat Yom Ha'atzmaut, Tfilat Chagigit, this coming Monday night. Uh, join us at 249 East Broadway on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It is always an inspiring evening, this time celebrating Israel's 66th birthday. And as I said, a great guest speaker has been chosen for this year. Come on out, enjoy, and be educated. Rabbi Rakefetz in studio. He'll join us next. Rabbi David Goldwasser is with us. His words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb, Yosef Halevi. And today is my grandfather's 40th yard site, the first of ER. Harav Yosef, Ben Rav Chaim Nassan Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Vayikra, you shall count for yourselves seven weeks, and they shall be complete. The Sefer Achinuch notes that the essence of the Jewish nation is Torah. And this principle is the source of the mitzvah. We were commanded to count from the second day of Pesach until Shavuos. It demonstrates our passion for the special day of Shavuos. Once again, we accept the Torah on the day of Shavuos. It's comparable to a servant who counts every day until the moment that he will finally be free. The Talmud Yerushalmi relates that when Rabbi Bo arrived in Tveria, his face was shining. The Talmudim of Rabbi Yochanan thought he must have found a treasure. Rabbi Yochanan thought otherwise. He inquired of Rabbi Bo exactly what he had just heard. Rabbi Bo answered that he had come across an old Tosefta, whereupon Rabbi Yochanan exclaimed, A man's wisdom lights up his face. Chochma Sodom, Torah How did Rabbi Yochanan know Rabbi Bo's radiance was attributable to a Devar Torah? Maybe he had indeed discovered a treasure. It's explained that for an individual like Rebbe his essence was Torah. Nothing else was important. Only the Dvar Torah would generate this extreme joy that would illuminate his face. Especially during these days of Sphira, 
we're encouraged to be involved with Torah learning. It's highlighted by the fact that during this period, we recall the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest Tanoim. The importance of Torah learning is supreme. It's for that reason that many undertake an extra study session, an extra Seder during this time. For instance, there are 49 daf, folios, in the Tractate of Shuas, one for each day during the period of Sphira. Others undertake study sessions in character improvement, in Musr, in Midos. In addition to learning, we should also be involved in increasing our Avasa Torah, our love for Torah, during this time especially, as it says in Shira Shirim, Shlomo HaMelech compares Torah to honey. Rav Elio Mani explains that just as it's difficult to extract honey from the beehive, why? Because it's guarded by stinging bees. So too, there are ruchos things that prevent us from trying to ascend the levels of Kedusha in partaking in Torah. A person has to contrive to learn Torah, Otherwise, success is doubtful. We know that the Sahara, the evil inclination, works against us to impede our good intentions. The Sahara knows, Barasi Sahara, Barasi Torah Tavlin, that the Torah was created as an antidote to combat the corruption of the Sahara. During this time, our Avoida is to overcome the challenges that may intercede our efforts to ascend the levels of Kedusha and become closer to Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM. Today's a great day here at JM in the AM. I've always wanted to welcome Rabbi Dr. Aaron Rakefed Rothkoff into our studio, and today I finally have the opportunity, Rabbi uh, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Rakefed Rothkoff is going to be the guest speaker on the occasion of the reissuing of his two published volumes, one entitled Bernard Revel, Builder of American Orthodoxy, the other entitled The Silver Era, Rabbi Eliezer Silver and His Generation. The event happens this coming Sunday at 11.30 a.m. in Belfer Hall on the 12th floor up at Yeshiva University's Washington Heights campus. Go to yu.edu slash revel dash event, yu.edu slash revel-event or dial 212-960-5400, extension 6168. Rabbi Rakefet, an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. It's uh, First of all, we go back a long way. Your father was my mentor in the rabbinate. You know that, uh, not, not, that any, not that any of my students believe me today, but in, 19, <laughs> in 1962... Uh, I was appointed to the uh, Reitz faculty, appointed to Rosh Hashiva by Rav Shmuel Belkin, Zeich uh, Tzadik Levracha. But he made a condition with me. I quote him word by word. I need people who have a personality for the rabbinate. I don't want you to leave the rabbinate. And he picked up a phone to the community service division and said, I believe it was to Mr. Vic Geller and Rabbi Yumi Wolfish, find a position for this young Rabbi Rotkoff within commuting distance of the yeshiva. At that time, a balabas that your father had greatly influenced decided to build an orthodox shul, the first mechitza. No one believes me there, but these are the facts. You can verify it. Oh, I know the story. First <laughs> shul with the mechitza, suburban Essex County, Maplewood, South Orange, right at the corner. Right. And... Uh, 
I was Beth Ephraim. Beth Ephraim. I spent many a day there. Named after his father, who was a sheichet. Ah. And uh, he broke his father's heart. He was in Frum, and now he became a real Balchev. It was Dr. Morris Weinstein, Zichrona Levracha. And uh, he, whenever I see the odd couple, and I see Oscar, it, and the way Oscar dresses with that hat, that jacket, it reminds me of Dr. Weinstein. I think I see Dr. Weinstein walking along. I hear Dr. Weinstein laning every Monday and Thursday. Uh, so, you know, Kolak <laughs> and uh, He was I, amazing. And I, I, I was the first, I was there, you know, and I went on Aliyah from there. The truth was I... It made me into a mensch. It 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 fine tuned me that shtel. It was so my, so do we. So what role did my father have in actually founding the shul? Well, he, he was the one who advised Rabbi uh, Dr. Weinstein to and, get it and, open. Uh, to get it open, what to do, and and uh, we were very close. I need not tell you we were a handful of Orthodox right. Jews. And uh, today, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Beth Ephraim R- Rabbi Bogomilsky right. took over. What are you talking? I went back at the end of, uh, I think it was 50 years since I left. Not that anyone there would know my name today, <laughs> but uh, Malka and I went back. And and the church that used to be our our symbol to turn right. into the landmark. The landmark. And I used to tell Malka, please don't use the church right. as a landmark. <laughs> it's a big shiloh. There's so much written acronym on this. And today we come back. The church is the shul. Right. We, we couldn't believe it. And the shul is some sort of dormitory. It must have a little yeshiva there. Leave it to Chabad. And they put up an Erev. I couldn't believe it. Well, and, and also Maplewood started flourishing in general because of the train and all that. Well, so Baruch they, you know. Hashem. But Lili, you know, Kalakavot to Chabad. That's 100%. All I can yeah, say. incredible work. And um, I had the pleasure of davening for many years as a single man at Rabbi Bogomolsky's father's shul in Ivy Hill, New Jersey. Shul Pesach. Right, correct. And that, in my seventh book, uh, I, I tell, uh, let, let me tell you the story. Yeah, he, go ahead. He taught me, he taught me what Chassidus is all about. We were very close. I think, you know, in my, in my life as a Rebbe and as a, a, a pulpit rabbi, uh, basically, I always try to get along with everyone. Right. And uh, Shmuel Pesach and I, coming from different worlds, we became very close. So one time, and we used to run joint education together, adult education. So one time, Shabbos morning, I had a rush over to speak with him and to know what to announce in Shul. I come into his house 8 o'clock in the morning, as Zitz Debenon and his wife bringing him cheesecake and blueberry pie and coffee. And I say to him, Shmuel Pesach, how do you eat before davening? And he looks me right in the eye and he says, Aaron, let me tell you the difference between you, between us. You daven to eat. I eat to daven. Oh, Gavaldic. So, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's all the attitude. Huh? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Rabbi Rakefet is here. Now, I mentioned that today is my grandfather's 40th yard site. You must have known him. Your grandfather was a big Talmud Chachim. You come from an old, old Yudushalmi family. Dore Dorot, well-known, the Segel family, well-known, Levium, Levium, yeah. Segel. Um, I met many members of your family over the generations that we have lived in Israel. And uh, although you're doing good work here, I have one question for you. Oh, boy. What, what are you doing here in Jersey City and Teaneck? 
you you know where the action is at. It's very close to the airport. Does that help? <laughs> well, at least I, let's put it this way: poverty of family is there already. Yeah, so, uh, That that's what counts. That what counts. And we hope to get there, uh, especially as we get closer to Yamat's Mut and feel even more and more guilty. Uh, Rabbi Rakefed, uh, you know, it's funny that uh, of of all the personalities in the history of American Jewry, Rabbi Eliezer Silver was one of the first that you explored in such an in-depth level? Yeah, no, that's out of my seven books. That's probably my most famous. It's been quoted. It's I, I don't want to praise my work. Uh, although the Rav used to say with his sense of humor, if there are no others praising you, then you should do it. But I, I do write in my seventh book, which I consider my best as far as the message, from Washington Avenue to Washington Which State. a lot of people in this audience enjoy. Uh, Baruch Hashem, the reviews have been fantabulous. It's amazing. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to hear they know about it in America because oh, yeah. uh, in Israel it was launched. We had an unbelievable right. book launch at the Great Synagogue where I, it was a moment in time. Uh, t- uh, Dr. Tova Soloveitchik Lichtenstein spoke. Right. Yosef Hatzadik Mendelovich spoke. And Avdecha Nema and I finished out the evening. But it was a moment in time. But in, in the book I quote a scholarly journal scholarly journal in a states the most excellent, they use an adjective which scholars are not allowed to use, the most excellent single work on the history of orthodoxy in America is the Silver Era. The story how I got involved with it is very fascinating, which I which I want someone from Bernard Revel Graduate School to hear as well, Rabbi Rakoff. And well, yeah, I, let me just introduce Rabbi Rakoff. I apologize. Rabbi Ari Rakoff, a, a wonderful old friend, as many of you know, is here in our studio, Associate Dean of Institutional Advancement, both at the Israeli Graduate School and at the Revel Graduate School. Good morning, Rabbi Rakoff. Good morning. Go ahead, Rabbi Rakoff. When, when I did my research for my doctorate in Rabbi Revel, so I got to know Rabbi David Silva, the son of Reb Leisha. Right. And he was a Talmud of, Reb Do, of Rabbi Dr. Bernard Revel. And I don't have to tell you, if you knew Rabbi David Silva, he was a princely individual. His midot, his, his speech, his whole decorum, how he conducted himself. Rabbi Eliezer Silva. No, his son. Oh, his son, Rabbi son, David Silva. No, Reb Le- so we became. We don't very get to his father yet. No, now no. We're still with the we, son. we became okay. very close. Gotcha. Because he, I was doing research right. in Revel, and this was a Talmud of Rabbi mm-hmm. Revel. If in the early seventies, he met me at the Kotel one rainy Friday night. Because you're always at the Kotel on Friday night. For for forty five years now, due to the aging process. I've walked like, back with you at the, least right. partially. No, no, no. Many for forty five <laughs> years, but now the knee specialist is, for the time being, has ruled out a. They've 40, hampered your routine. 40, they absolutely have, have ruled out a forty minute walk. But I do dabble with grandchildren, so I have uh, some compensation. <laughs> so Reb David uh, says to me, "Look." I'd like to send you the silver archives, you know, photograph it and do something on my father. And I tell him, Rabbi Silver, I'm speaking to Rabbi David Silver. Understood. But I always called him Rabbi because he was a lot older and, uh, you know, there was a certain reverence. I said, Rabbi Silver, I have a doctorate. I don't need two doctorates. Go to Bernard Rebel Graduate School and tell them you have the archives. And I would be happy to help mentor the person doing it because I had a lot of archival experience from my work on Rabbi Revel. So um, David went to Bernard Revel Graduate School, and months went by. A year later, he comes back to me. There's no response. 
because the fellas at that time liked to do a doctorate on a manuscript. It's a lot easier right. than creating yesh In other words, a lot easier to dress the bride than to create a bride. <laughs> we'll put it that way. So uh, the late Breira, a year later, I started my research, and I went to work. And uh, thank God, it's the, the product uh, you know, stands for itself. My students gave me heart failure a few, weeks, a few months ago in Gris Kolel, they show me a printout from eBay or from website, whatever. In their world, Rebbe, are you aware that here, mint copy, unread, a first edition of the Silver Era, $1,800. Oh, my God. And I said, this is outrageous. <laughs> Rembrandt died bankrupt. Go and buy a Rembrandt today. $1,800 for the silver was a 25 cent piece or a half dollar 40 years ago. You understand? $1,800. But then I announced in class it's on the Wayutoro. You know, if you hear the shear, which I, I said, gentlemen, don't you dare buy silver or revel. Bezrat Hashem there's a fourth edition, new, ah, in Panam Chadasha, coming right. out of both volumes. And that's what the Bernard Revel Graduate School is celebrating. I knew the price of silver was going up. I didn't know it was that silver yeah, we were oh talking gosh. about. Boy, I'll uh, tell you. 1800 I'm still, still chuckling. Rabbi Rakefet is here. Uh, you, know, you know, it's funny because um, uh, my, my father, of course, knew Rabbi Lezer Silver. Course. And and there's and there are two stories. His sense of humor was was legendary, correct? Correct. correct. I mean, that's something that everyone knew who knew him that there was a a sharp wit about him. Right. Right. And the two things I always think about one is of course the and Canada, right? I mean, yeah. that's well, that that story I have to tell you, knowing knowing the family, I can I can tell you it had to be true. Oh, sure. I think and you're about to tell me it wasn't it had, true. No, <laughs> and it had to happen more than once. But we uh, let me tell you. Yes, the story please. That's what I want you to. You're sure. taking. I, I don't know if. Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. We'll worry about Rabbi Rakoff even knows the story. <laughs> but Rabbi Silva, they used to tell me he'd get into a cab and go to the airport. When he'd reach the airport, he'd look at the list of departures and he'd pick which city to go to because <laughs> he always had Rabbanish business in any city. So one time he's in a cab speeding to the airport, and the cab driver is held over for speeding. And the poor cab driver is telling the policeman, I have the chief rabbi in, in the United right. States. The head of the union of the, Orthodox uh, rabbis uh, of the United and, States. And he pops out. He says, and Canada. Right. Rabbi Silver yells, and Canada. So, so th- th- that, one, that story is absolutely true. Now, I want you to know something. It was funny because I was at an Aguda convention about 25 years ago, and I'm standing next to Rabbi Scherer, and one of his big balabatim walks over to him, it was Thursday, the first day of the convention, and says, oh, Rabbi Scherer, the head of the Agudah Stroll of America, and he goes ahead and says, and Canada. So that lied, because <laughs> Blazer Silver stayed for generations. The other thing, that my, the other story that my father always told, and this one I would really love to know if it's true or not, you know the one about the racetrack? No. Apparently, yeah. this that, is how, that, that, this that, is how my yeah. father told it. Yeah. My father told that Blazer Silver needed to. He he was raising money often, right? There, he raised a legendary amount of money for the yeshiva in Cincinnati or a shul in Cincinnati. Uh, he right? raised a good harabanim, right? Constantly uh, looking to to support they, important causes. They never paid him his salary. The check was given to his wife because walking home from shul, he would give away the whole wow. the, the whole salary. So uh, my father would tell that Blazer Silver needed to see. 
see his big balabatim. So where did he go? <laughs> he went to the racetrack. That's where all the big balabatim were. And he says, Harav Segal, you wouldn't believe the covet that they treat me with at the racetrack. So my father says, what do you mean? And he says, all of a sudden, the entire place stands up and they scream, they're off. They're off. <laughs> The rub. I walk in and they go, they're off. The rub. They all the said, is, that, off. is that great? Uh, so is it possible that one's true? You don't know. Knowing, <laughs> no, knowing, knowing Reb Leishem, anything is possible. Do you know how we came to the dedication of Chevron Yeshiva and Givat Mordechai? Let me hear. All right. It's very simple. I, I, I was already living li, 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 living in Israel. Eyewitness was the, the groundbreaking, right. I should say. The right. dedication, he was dead already. This, this is around the mid-60s. Right. Her, I heard the story from eyewitnesses. He, uh, the, uh, the El Al plane lands in Lud and he's late. He hires a helicopter. And in the middle of the delegation in Givat Mordechai, which was then, you know, not like sure. today, not built up. It right. was one big pardes, right. one big orchard. Suddenly a helicopter lands <laughs> and out comes Reb Ich bin doch. I have arrived. And that was, that was Reb <laughs> I, I'll tell you one that I'm an ear witness to. I, I met him twice in my life. This was the, I write about this in, uh, I, I, I write about it in the Silver Era and I believe I write about it as well in from Washington to Washington. Um, I, I, if you recall the name Norman B. Abrams? Yeah, of course. Okay. Norman B. Abrams didn't grow up on a tree. He grew up in Lumsham. His father was the mashkiach of the Lumsham yeshiva, Ravraham Pachta. And later he changed his name from Pachta. People left, Pacha people left at it, so he became Abrams in honor of his father. Wow. So the Lumsh Yeshiva in the mid-60s had a fundraising dinner here, and they honored Mr. Abrams. Now, to attract the maximal crowd, they had two speakers, Rabbi Emanuel Rackman and Rabbi Silva. You can understand, yeah. they're attracting RCA. Two giants. Right. Well, the whole Reitz faculty was there. We all were given uh, tickets to show our support for, for Norman B. Abrams. I remember it was in the Broadway Central Hotel. And, uh, oh, no, no, it was in the Riverside Hotel. It was in Midtown, not, 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 not the East Side. It was more elegant. Rabbi Rackman gets up and he speaks. And now they introduce Rav And Rav gets up. If the son of my good friend, Rabbi David Rackman, Rabbi Emmanuel right. Rackman, can speak English, in English, in English. And Reb Lezer gets up and he gives a 22-minute pilpul in English. But I will say, at the last two minutes, when he reached the crescendo, he broke out in Yiddish. Oh. He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> say it in English. You saw what his native language was for the last but, hurrah. Right. But that was Reb Lezer's English was uh, very good. I have to say. Why do you think? And this is not a knock on our friends in the Midwest. But was Cincinnati, which today I don't think on the scheme of things is seen as one of the you know top Jewish communities in America, at that time was it different? No. He, uh, Reb Lezer, loved the challenge. He went from Harrisburg to Springfield to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati was bigger than either of those other two communities. It's in the Midwest. There was a lot of shrita there at right. the time. There were sheikhtim. Right. There were balabatim. You had a nice community. I think what appealed to him was the chance to create Torah in the backyard of the reform movement. Ah. And, and that's the famous story with sure. the mikvah. When they had to build the mikvah in a new area, he goes right into the heart of the reform wealthy Jews. 
and uh, they're going crazy. They go to court. You know, I don't have to tell right. you uh, when when the when regular you, procedure when right. Jews fight right. like an anti-Arab fight today, right. and he brings in the future Senator Taft to represent him in court. Who would end up being president of the United States? No, the son of the president. Robert Taft, who was later senator, big Ohev Yisrael, brings him in, gives him ten reasons why they need a mikvah. And uh, this I have actually the souvenir, but it shows Ohev Yisrael. Sort of laser rights, men go to mikvah before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Kippur, this, that, the other thing. The tenth reason women monthly... And the senator looks at it, the future senator says, I think the tenth reason is the most important. He hit the nail on the head. The minute the reformed Jews saw who represented Rebleza Silva, they dropped the lawsuit. They knew they were lost. Because there, there is an encounter with him and President Taft. Yeah, right? I have. I write about that, too. Right. And you should know, uh, it was uh, many decades ago. So there's a review in Jewish, the late Jewish life. You recall, most Sir? people don't know what it's about. The, the precursor to Jewish action. Right. So the girl who did the review evidently didn't understand how scholarship works. And she criticizes me for not telling what they discussed in the White House, you follow? <laughs> and so I, 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 I don't know if I wrote to the editor or I spoke with the editor. I said, wow, you should tell that girl if I could only know what they discussed, How it would have I? been published in capital letters. <laughs> but, you know, you know what the meeting is. There was no protocol right. that, that survived. But uh, he, he was, my wife always says, Character par excellence. Unbelievable. Uh, character par excellence. Totally dedicated. It's, it's a generation. Uh, some of our chief rabbis today haven't learned the lesson. I don't want to elaborate. Where I'm coming from, the country I live in, I think you understand me. Yes. Uh, but he and Rabbi Revel, totally selfless. Totally selfless. When Rebleza Silva died, uh, uh, there's a story spreading that had to borrow m- money to make his funeral. That's not correct. But his whole estate was like the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Remember when the Rebbe died, the whole estate was uh, was one little house right. on, in, in Crown Heights that wasn't worth that much. And, and Rebleza was the same way. And Kalakavod, what the man did. And, and remember, he became internationally famous he was not a Rosh Hashiva, didn't have students, right. but by dint of his personality, his dedication. And also in that era, congregational rabbis had more of an opportunity for an international reputation, correct? I called the Rav in one of my volumes on the Rav. Uh, it would appear in tradition, but I, I quote it and I've given lectures on it. It's a very insightful statement where the Rav is talking to Rabbi Beryl Rosenzweig. Mm-hmm. It's the father sure. of... Harav Michal, Rabbi Dr. Michael Rosenzweig, and uh, he and the Rav says to uh, Rabbi Rosenzweig Senior, to Beryl, he says, who are your heroes when you were growing up, and who are your son's heroes? And without skipping a beat, the Rav says, your heroes were the big three. Who were the big three? Rabbis Goldstein, Luckstein, and Young. Those were the, the big three. The great congregational rabbis. Right. Right. New York. Right. He says, your son's heroes, 
the Rashi Yeshiva. Right. Okay, so you're right. Uh, it's different. The, the sands have shifted. Uh, you'll, you'll actually commemorate both releases of these two uh, published volumes, the uh, the Silver Era we just spoke about at length, and as you just said, Bernard Revel, builder of American Orthodoxy. They'll both be celebrated this coming Sunday at 1130 in the morning up at Belfer Hall. Uh, on the 12th floor up at the uh, Yeshiva University campus, or by Ari Rockoff is here. Or by Rockoff, what else can you tell us about this coming Sunday's event? Uh, so it's just one uh, slight correction. Oh, First sorry. of all, it's it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Um, and just the, a slight correction: the, sure. the program will begin actually at 9:30. Oh. In um, okay. In Lamport Auditorium. Oh, was this um, moved? No, no, the, no. That, there's, there's a lecture. There's a lecture. Oh, there's following. two things there's going two, on. The LNL, a lecture and a lunch. So this is yeah. the second of two events yes. on Sunday. Everyone, the first happens at nine. Can come and enjoy, Understood. and we'll welcome them. But they the, should come at nine thirty. Otherwise, if they come at eleven thirty, they'll be and a sure enough, here it is. Uh, the nine thirty in the morning at Zeisman Hall in Lamport Auditorium, which is of course the main auditorium on the Yeshiva University campus. That begins at nine thirty. Uh, I assume that Rabbi Rakefid will be lecturing that morning. We'll deliver some words. He will be the keynote. He'll be the keynote. The will there keynotes. be other presenters that morning? Um, well, he'll be introduced by um, Dr. David Berger, President oh. Richard Joel, and Rabbi Menachem Ganak of the OU. Um, Rabbi Rakefid, nice lineup. <laughs> who come to uh, pay honor. Uh, the books are published as a as a partnership with right. the OU Press Correct. and Yeshiva University Press, and it's under the auspices of the Bernard Revel Graduate School, um, which was the doctorate. Correct, Rabbi Rakefitz? Yeah, yeah. doctorate from Revel came from that original book. And so. I'm going to reveal something uh, Sunday morning that has blown my mind and will blow the mind of everyone present with an IQ of over 75. And uh, about which of these two personalities? Um, we'll leave it the Sunday morning, never reveal my, Will it be uh, about one of these two personalities? It's going to blow your mind about Rabbi Revel and your humble servant, Aaron Rakefitz. You know what I think of whenever I think of Rabbi Revel? And I thought about this at 4 a.m. this morning. There's there's one underlying theme that always comes to my mind in terms of Rabbi Revel, and I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Shani Hikind. She's from Tulsa. Oh, you're talking about, well, Tulsa is not where it begins. He married a girl from Marietta, Ohio. He married Sarah Travis. Uh, let, 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 me, let me give you a drop of background sure. on this. Uh, does the name Rev Moshe Bick mean anything to you? Yeah, Borough Park. Originally the Bronx. He was the rub of the Bronx. He was a uh, graduate of TA, of Reeds. He was a Talmud of... He's uh, a YU graduate? Uh, well, what do you think? These guys grew up on trees? What's with you? Of course he's a YU graduate. He's a Talmud of Moshe Soloveitchik. He's a Talmud of Rebdov Revel. He uh, said he is uh, came to America from Meshbitz. His father was uh, was the Ashkenazic Rav, the Misnagdasher Rav Meshbitz. What other Torah giants would shock me that they're from Yeshiva University? Uh, uh, Rabbi Gifter was a Y.U. Yeah, graduate. Gifter right? was an MTA graduate too, of course. Uh, I, I can tell you that Shade Brothers of spent Scheinberg, time. Of Scheinberg. Scheinberg. They all spent time with the Rav in Boston when they uh, organized the Kolo Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi in the late 30s. Uh, which continued until the Rav started giving shirim in New York. Rabbi Chil Michal Feinstein, the Rav's, uh, it's a cousin, I right. believe. Um, it's, it's not a nephew, it's a cousin. Anyway, the Rav's cousin uh, took over the Kolel, but it wasn't that much liach uh, at that point. So then he came to New York where he taught under his uncle Rav Meisha at, uh, at MTJ. 
And then later he went back to Israel to marry the Briska Rav's daughter. But he also had a very strong kasher with the Rav and what was a branch of what today is Yeshiva University. I interrupted you about Rabbi Bick. Yes, you were saying. So Rabbi Meisha Bick once told me with that twinkle in his eyes, if you knew Rabbi Meisha Bick, he had his eyes were aglow. You see pictures of him. And it's exactly the way he looked. And with that twinkle, he tells me the uh, the first shidduch, you know, he spoke perfect English, the first shidduch made in America was my Rebbe, Rabbi Dov Revel, and Sarah Travis. And there, there the story is very fascinating. Rabbi Revel winds up in Philadelphia assisting Rabbi Leventhal. He still becomes the first doctorate, PhD graduate of Dropsy College. But he has to find the wife. And there was a Rabbi Shimon Zivitz in Pittsburgh, also one of the heads of the Agudas Rabbanim, a big Talmud Chacham. And he, of course, knew Rabbi Leventhal. Through Rabbi Leventhal, he knew Rabbi Revel. Once in a while, every few months, he would go to Marietta, Ohio, where there was a very strong little Orthodox community. And he would meet with them to paskin their shilas, to guide them. And he knew the Travis family, which was an old Chabad family with roots in Chabad, a family that related uh, going back years to Gedole Ashkenaz, etc. Yotzei Chalotzav Shorashi, I believe, Travis. And he made the shidduch between Chayasara, uh, Travis, who was all of 19 at the time, and the young Rabbi Revel. They got engaged, I believe it was Thanksgiving Day 1908, and got married in June 1909. And out of that shidduch came a lot of good for Klal Yisrael, because the Travis family was in oil. When Revel gets his doctorate, he joins them in what you mentioned, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the petroleum business. They support him. Uh, for the first years at Yeshiva, he took no salary whatsoever. Only after the family had big financial difficulties because Standard Oil became a monopoly and forced them out of the uh, heart of the business did he agree to take a salary from the yeshiva. But f- until the day of his death, the Travis family was contributed to wow. the support of the Revel family. And he's the first president of Yeshiva University. Uh, first Rosh Yeshiva and president. Right. Yeah. First Rosh Yeshiva president. And, and dies in what year? 1940, December 2nd, Kis- Bet Kislev. It's the same yard site for Rabbi Revel, Rabbi Aaron Cutler, and Rabbi Aaron Moshe Peleev. All three are Bet Kislev. Three great Gedolei Torah, Mechanchim, Aladmat, Hatzot All three have the same yard site. And for those of us who, who consider uh, Yeshiva University to be a beloved institution and very meaningful in our lives, it would not be what today without Rabbi Revel. In other words, he it, it, he did what? It, it it wouldn't exist. It would not it, exist no. without him. <coughs> it wouldn't exist. He he built the high school. He built the college. He built the Bernard Revel Graduate School. He gave it the format of what later becomes known as Torah Mata. He also discovered uh, Rip Shmuel Belkin, who comes to America, right. a kid in nineteen uh, in nineteen twenty eight, the end of twenty eight. Uh, goes, winds up in Canada at, at a uh, sister's home. Wind, later, he has a cousin who also uh, helps support him during those initial years. I mean, he came to America not even knowing English, penniless. And uh, he comes to the yeshiva, and Rabbi Revel 
is the one who encourages him to go on for advanced study, writes letters, gets him into Brown University. And becomes the perfect successor for him. And, and it's, it's to a certain degree, it is a clone right. of Rabbi Revel. Both get a doctorate, both in Chachmat Yisrael, both in a, Rabbi Revel was in the Karitic scholarship, he was in the Philonian scholarship, Rabbi Belkin. And you should know Rabbi Belkin began as a, as a Rebbe in the yeshiva, and he was a most beloved Rebbe. And he desperately tried to keep on teaching, even if he was elected president, becomes president in 44, uh, installed in 44. He continued giving shir through 45. But as you know, 45 is the year yeshiva gets recognition. It becomes a, a yeshiva university. Right. And the demands of the yeshiva, the budget... All that is happening, and he had to give up saying his shear. In my work on Washington, Washington to Washington, I quote a letter from Rabbi Belkin where he bemoans the fact he's no longer giving his shear. I I, I want to tell you in parentheses, it played, it it had a big impact on my own life because, you know, I've, I've taught Torah for 55 years. I've taught in Israel for 45 years. I can tell you over the years, there were many offers made to be, to be, you know, big position with money and fame and title and prestige. And I always turned it down on the spot. And uh, my, my wife even got a, a calls. How can your husband say no to us without even telling us he's going to think about it? And my wife knew, you know, I always felt if I left the desk, the chiddush, giving a shear, being able to develop, to be original, this is my life. I don't want to be like Rabbi Belkin bemoaning the fact I no longer have a student who calls me Rebbe. But I'm if, qu- quoting Rabbi Belkin. Right, understood. But if we look back at his contributions, Absolutely. I mean, it's just astounding what right. he... What he what, it, it, it was he, and this is not to minimize his successors, but it was he who really took it to the quote-unquote university level. Well, when, you, uh, when you talk in terms of Einstein College, right. he changed... And the other graduate schools, and the campuses. Right. And, the, and and education for women. Right. Central, Stern College. Correct. What the man did was revolutionary. And if you knew Reb Shmuel Belkin, you, you know, you would be shocked. He barely could speak... In right. every language, he came across as if there are marbles in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he was so beloved. And, and his dedication moved mountains. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web at jmnam.org. I, I could do this for six hours with you, and uh, I apologize that we have to end at some point. But maybe, now that you've tried it out, now that you've you've spent an early morning with me, maybe you'd reconsider, or consider, I should say, on a subsequent visit to the United States well, to well, do this again. L- let me just explain. Uh, Nachum Siegel has bothered me many times, and I look at him, uh, you know, who needs the publicity, and number two, what hours? But uh, the reason I'm here is to help spread the name of Bernard Revel Graduate School and Be'ezrat Hashem, I hope to talk about it not so much on Sunday, which will be more dedicated to Rabbi Revel, right. but on Wednesday I'm giving a, a, a more private talk, let's say, sponsored by Bernard Revel Graduate School, where I want to explain what Chachmat Yisrael is and how it fits in with traditional Talmud Torah and take the bull by the horn. Uh, everyone's invited this Sunday, 9.30 in the morning, up at Lamport Auditorium on the Yeshiva uh, University campus. 
uh, information. You can t- uh, dial 212-960-5400, extension 6168. The Yeshiva University website has the info and the uh, reception we mentioned uh, that will take place later in the day uh, on the 12th floor at Belfer Hall. Information about that as well, yu.edu slash revel dash event. To be fair, before we wrap up, Rabbi Ari Rockoff is here. He is the Associate Dean of Institutional Advancements at both Israeli Graduate School and Bernard Revel Graduate School. I know you forgive me because you see that we can go on for hours through our Rakefet. I was having a great time. I, 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 I'm eating popcorn. It's great. But I'll give you an opportunity to remind everybody what's happening with the Bernard Revel Graduate School and the Revel Society, which has been founded. Absolutely. I mean, in, in many ways, uh, all of these events, and Rabbi Rekefet will forgive me for embarrassing him here, but <laughs> everyone um, understands that Rabbi Rekefet um, embodies what our school is and represents, and you know, receiving uh, this um, you know this recognition is is well due to you for all you've done for the for the community and all your students. I mean, I I got ten calls yesterday oh. from Jay and Am. People listening to the show heard he was coming and then you know went on. Rabbi Rakefet's weekly shear is downloaded hundreds and hundreds. He, Rabbi Rakefet is of the time. most popular shear in uh, yutorah.org, which might be one of the largest, if right. not the largest, in the world. Amazing. So it's an honor to sit by his side. My name Aaron Rothkoff and Aaron <laughs> Rothkoff Rakefet. Maybe I'll change my name. That will get me uh, a couple more hits on my uh, more fame and blog. But uh, no, it's a great honor to be back on your show, Nachum, and um, we. Uh, we look forward to a nice event, so people should come come out and visit us. We'll be we'll be there 9:30 in the morning on Sunday. And I remind you, you have an open invitation. Uh, Revel events, the society, etc. Let us know what's going on, and certainly we'll talk more about it. Uh, Rabbi Rakefet, I uh, I can't thank you enough for being here today. Mazal Tov on the re-release. Kudos to the OU and Yeshiva University and everybody else. Gruss Gruss. Um, uh, what's it officially called? The Gross Kollel? The, the Gross Institute. Gross Institute in Israel. Kudos to all of them for making sure that your amazing work is disseminated to the world. It's been a pleasure to be here and to renew our relationship and to speak about your parents. Thank you. And to speak about your son, who used to come into my shirum, used to sneak in from Torah Shraka. That's right. To, 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 to the Kollel classroom. <laughs> and uh, he was built like a seagull, I have to say. <laughs> They're all tall. You get her. His father was a, a, a gazunta. Wow. He couldn't fool you. You knew who he was uh, when he walked in. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> ah, amazing. Mazal Tov to Rabbi Rakefet. The, uh, the two works that are being re-released are Bernard Revel, Builder of American Orthodoxy, and the Silver Era, Rabbi Eliezer Silver and his generation, Rabbi Kefet, reminds you, you don't have to spend $1,800 on that book. You're allowed to pay regular price to enjoy that priceless work. Thank you. Will you be back in Israel for the Chag, for Yom Atzmaut, or not? Uh, no, You'll I'm be speaking here, here at, y- at Yeshiva. That has to be worked out. All right. We've we, we got to get everyone to get to Israel, and then we'll be able to all celebrate there together. Thank uh, you. The, thank you. Nine minutes after 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. <laughs> Aum tim bein bayam Uhu bein bayavasha Achinu kol beis Yisrael Anisunim matarau vashivya
JM and the AM on this Rosh Chodesh morning. It's day 16. The counting of the Omer and the Maccabees are with us on this uh, Thursday morning. And uh, the paparazzi's got a really, really rough morning because you have Rabbi Rakefed out on Montgomery Street. You have the Maccabees coming in on Montgomery Street. They don't know who to go to first with all these celebrities dominating our Thursday morning at JM in the AM. You have to admit, gentlemen, this was an interesting encounter of Rabbi Rakefed being in studio and you guys walk in. After all the uh, through the different avenues uh, that uh, both of you collectively give uh, um, uh, publicity or uh, I guess what we would call uh, a great image to Yeshiva University. Anyway, that's my observation. Welcome to the Maccabees. Great to have you here. Good morning. How are you? Good to be back. Everyone doing well? Noe Jacobson is here. Chaim Horowitz is here. And Josh Jay is here in studio. Congratulations. The brand new CD is entitled One Day More. And um, it's been out, what, a couple of weeks now at this point? Uh, yeah, since right before Pesach. You happy with the response, or you guys get upset when it doesn't have 5 million hits right away? Is that what happens now at this point? You guys are angry when a song doesn't have 5 million hits within a few days? Great well, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> are you able to manage those expectations? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Have there been any videos out with uh, with the new CD, or that's upcoming, or that won't happen this time around? Well, we were actually just talking about this uh, uh, right outside that putting out a CD is a little bit of a sacrifice for us uh, in some ways because it is it is very important for us to kind of have something to hold in our hands right. and give that to our fans. But um, it means kind of holding back from two other things that we love to do, which is you know being out on the road, interacting with our fans in person, um, which is uh, something we've you know we've done a lot over the last two years, but kind of have to just come back in go to the studio and also means um a little bit less of the of the video presence um which as you mentioned you know we have these these high our, our fans and ourselves have these high expectations uh, but it is very important for us to put out uh an album as well to have a, a physical heft set hold in our hands how many official maccabee videos are there at this point how many songs have actually put into video form and 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 do get lots and lots of hits around the world do we know the number um, I, you know, we, we, on a long, long car ride, we don't know the number of videos, but we did calculate the views. Not that we're that vain, <laughs> but we have, we have long car rides and we're actually at over, over, I think collectively over 25 million, if that's right. <laughs> That's I think so, 20 million, but 20 million? give or take 5 yeah, million. Give or take no, 5 million. What's really, 5 yeah. million when you're talking really about the Maccabees? Yeah, yeah, right. And at this point, because uh, there are some questions I could ask that a lot of folks are curious about, uh, are there any, I'm sure there are some. So maybe I should ask it differently. What would be the number of Maccabees that have been with the group since its founding? Are there founding members uh, and, and a significant number of founding members still at this point? Yeah. There well, are, yeah. I, I believe at this point uh, there are five of us left who have been in it since day one. Five from day one. I think so. The core five, as they say. <laughs> the core five. Wow. Um, do you think those five will remain for a while? Like, uh, will there be uh, a tradition that goes back to day one still for a while with the group? Well, you've got two out of the five here today. Right. Um, so, personally, I'd like to, you know, stick around as long as I can. I don't know what, what Chaim over there would say. Boy. Yeah, another week or so, at least. <laughs> That'll at least. be it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be over after that. So, Chaim Horowitz from day one, Josh Jay from day one, and Noe shows up at some point during the process. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know how that. But happened. pretty close to day one, right? Well, yeah, like I mean, pretty early on. Am so I the right? group's gone through a lot of iterations, not just in terms of who's in the group, but right. sort of where the group has been at. It started really as 
as a, in, the, in the back halls of Yeshiva University as a, a bunch of guys who got together to sing because they enjoyed it. And it, I wasn't really even a – Chaim can correct me. I don't believe it was originally planned to be a performing group. Right. It was just That's sort of right. a club. Right. And then one thing – when I got to the group in 2007, I believe. Nope. nope 2009. 2009. 2009 wow. <laughs> um, the group was already in the process of putting out their first CD. And my second year was when Candlelight – came out. So and maybe sort of I should ask it differently, and I'm yeah. sorry for, for concentrating it's, on the minutia here, but yes. you'll bear with me. Sure. It's rare that I get to schmooze with the Maccabees. It's important so, for the historical record. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. So how many are left in the first CD? How many people who are on the first CD are still with the group? Or is that also five? Twelve. Oh, there are 12 from the first CD. Uh, so when you when you uh, understood 11, my no, 11, 11 so when you understood my question originally, you thought I was referring to that back of the hallway basement of morgue, right. you know, get together, have some nice. fun type group. But there are still a large number yes. that are together from the first CD. That's Very right. interesting. Does it bother you? And I hope you answer this honestly. It, I, it's got to frustrate you somewhat that a guy like me never lets go of the fact. That you are with Yeshiva University, or in fact, you know, helped why you get this amazing, you know, impression around the world. Is that it's got it's? I'd have to assume it's something that, to an extent, you'd like to shake and just make the Maccabees its own thing. Is there a good balance where you're happy with the? With the YU thing, yet at the same time you want to advance further, well, you know, with the Maccabees. No, he's going to have to recuse himself from this one because he works in, in communications at YU. But uh, but I, I think I, I can speak on behalf of not just the three of us here, here today, but but all of us that we've we've enjoyed a really really wonderful relationship with YU. YU kind of fostered our growth from that group of guys singing in the back lounges of Mork. Right. They 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 actually came to us or we came to them and. You know, they came back to us, and it was a back and forth. To actually, put together the mu- the funding for our first CD, right. uh, and they've been with us along the way, helping us out. And the president um, was on your first CD. President right? was yeah. on our first CD, and and uh, and the president's family right. continues to be on our on our subsequent CDs. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's continued to be an amazing relationship. We 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 love to perform. So for I'm making a much bigger deal of it than than you would. I, Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I, I have to jump it's in. It's good. The YU thing is good. When you're out of YU, it's good. Everything's yeah. fine. I mean, I think hashkafically, uh, in terms of a worldview, the two organizations, if you will, are, are very much aligned. Uh, I, I think a lot of us, and this isn't just uh, um, saying nice things for, for the sake of saying nice things. I think the mission of our group, if you can say that there is one, is similar to that of Yeshiva University in terms of being committed to who we are, committed to our heritage, to our tradition, but also engaging with the world. Right. Um, you see, you know, yeah. you know why it's so important to a guy like me? I, the, you, the way you guys dress, the way you present yourselves, the way you speak on stage, the way you are greeted around the world, the way in your video, the messages that you insist on writing about in your videos. Your videos could be, you know... Like half a million other videos that you have these days, you know, with, with values of 2014. But mm. you guys are back to the basic hardcore values, values of Judaism and you do it in such a fun way. Yeah. It is so hard to let go of that pride yeah. when you're doing all of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it looks like we're having a really fun, and we are having a very fun time on these videos and concerts, but there is a tremendous amount of intentionality, I think, in what we do, because we understand. But that's great. Yeah. And your 100%. parents have got to be the proudest parents. Shepping Nachal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that this is, you know, that you're using the message and the medium for that purpose. I think it's unbelievable. So, there you go. There you go. I commend you, Maccabees. <laughs> thank you. And I thank, thank you. you. <laughs> this is no last hurrah, right? This is not like, uh, 
you know, good, goodbye to the world of acapella. So, so what's interesting is it, it, we, we called it one day more because in some ways it's actually uh, kind of the you know the first the first day of the rest of our lives. Right. Because uh, if you would have asked those guys, both in the back lounges or the guys who came to Jam in the AM back in 2010 when we released our first CD, where would we be right now? Right. You know, we would have said not here. Um, you right. know, we we would never have expected to have gotten this far. Uh, but you know, the fact that we're continuing to do this, that we're continuing to to tour. Uh, extensively that we're continuing to to release content on the internet uh, physically like this right. CD um, it's just amazing for us and we just we're just going to keep doing it for as long as we can and as long as the fans want to hear us. Do you need a half a million dollar budget to hire the Maccabees? You could do it for much less. Um, <laughs> you could you, you could we we have something for everyone. By the way, the fact um, that you guys didn't laugh at that scares me. But okay. <laughs> I mean, exactly. You, exactly. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank God. Half a million. That's it, Siegel. What are you talking um, about? What do you want a bargain basement price? Oh, thank God. Thank God. The, Ju- the Jewish community <laughs> around the world uh, has many many successful members. Um, you know, so we've we've definitely worked with a lot of them. But we we you know we. We like to sing. We do it because we love it. We always said if we stopped loving it, we would right. just hang up our pitch pipes and you know go become lawyers or whatever it is. That right. And do you reject the uh, the uh, the Shabbos and Yontif stuff and really would rather do just concerts or would you rather do you know Shabbos at a big simcha or a major shul event as compared to what we would call a regular live concert presentation? Or there is no preference. I think uh, you know those are two different kinds of you know formats for what we do. Right. Um, I think in general we enjoy, we really enjoy them both. I mean, concerts are a little, you know, usually bigger scale. Um, we get to present, you know, more of a formal set and engage with our fans in, you know, in that way. Um, you know, but doing davening on Shabbos Yantif, you know, we, we're hired to, you know, be bali tefillah and oh, so you know, you do lead services. Um, and actually, for the past several years, we've even been hired to, you know, lead Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur davening. Where? Um, so it, name a city where, where the Maccabees. So it's, it's it, interestingly enough, it's going to be two cities this year, and it was last year as well. Where um, the small shul in Onset, Massachusetts, where Rav Solveitchik used to spend his summers, wow. uh, opens up for the Omni Rhyme for for uh, special Maccabees. Uh, Service actually, the three of us were there this past year. Nice. Do you want an entire rendition of the Yom Kippur uh, service? Give, give me a Hinnity right now. How much time do you have? Take up the rest of the time, time just to do Hinnity. No, okay. <laughs> and what was the other one? And uh, we, uh, there's a group of six of us who are going to be serving as the choir in um, one of the major shuls out in L.A. Uh, Beth Jacob. Beth uh, Jacob? Beth Jacob, yes. That's big time stuff. This uh, is the, yes. the second year that we're going to be doing Holy that, cow. Is yeah. there an official cantor in Beth Jacob? Yes. Uh, a good friend of ours, Arik Walheim, um, who nice. recently relocated from uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Well, you guys are yes. seeing the world, huh? Yes. And to, to answer the question you asked, yeah. those experiences are really very special to us. I wouldn't say they're more special than the concerts. Right. I think Different. We like them equally, but really going into a shul like that and, and helping uh, you know a community experience you know davening with... Um, you know the way that you know we practice it together and uh, you know put together harmonies and just kind of to have a special Shabbos or Yontif like that is really a great experience for us. Three of the fifty Maccabees are here. How many are there really? Sixteen, fourteen, twelve, fourteen. Fourteen. Three of the fourteen Maccabees in studio as we celebrate the release of One Day More. Achenu is familiar to us because it's written by who? That's a song, a very popular song, right? Yeah. Written by it's we know by, by a Swedish DJ named Tim Bergling. That's who wrote the song, the tune, the melody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you uh, put Achenu to it. Put Achenu to it. He um, goes by Avicii, right? He goes by Avicii. <laughs> Crazy question, because there are twelve tracks on the brand new. CD. Crazy question. Are you feeling the frustration 
of certain fans who are already, because of your videos and singles, used to some of these songs and, and wish to, and, and believe me, I know the difficulty of releasing brand new material. It's, it's insane. And there's no reason why it shouldn't be in this format. But are you hearing from a lot of people like, oh, I just want 12 original songs and you try to tell them how unrealistic that is at this point? Um, yeah, I mean, fans, fans are, are, are generally understanding. Um, you know, but you know, our, how our, many our of friends these have us. we likely not heard before the release of this? Uh, about half. Oh, so it is half of that. Yeah. And then some of these, of course, have become video sensations, right? The draw you crock cups is is something that's become a video sensation. Uh, Burn was a video, wasn't it? Wasn't that a Hanukkah sure, video? Hanukkah, Hanukkah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So people Hanukkah. are. Yeah. Burn, by the way, you know who sings it, right? You know who sings the original Burn? Yeah. It's Ellie Goulding. Yeah, right? Ellie Goulding. Have you ever heard of a better name for, right, for exactly. a from guy yeah, than Ellie Goulding? Ellie Goulding. And yeah. ends up being this, this, this non-Jewish girl? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's the funniest thing in the world. All right, the Maccabees are here. We heard Achenu. Give me another one that you want to play for everybody. Which track should we go to now? And tell me why. I want a reason why we're going to this track. I'm putting the Maccabees on the spot this morning, folks. I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, I'll jump in. I'm not letting them just choose the song. Yeah, what do you got, Noe? What do you want to yeah. hear? I mean, uh, we you're talking about new material. Yeah. We actually num- track number five. five is an original track. Um, who's was, a, who's responsible was, for composing it? It was written by Yonatan Sheffa. Actually, for for the first time I heard it was actually at his wedding. He had okay. composed an Eshachayil for for his own wedding, which was which was beautiful. And I went up to him afterwards and I said. You know, we gotta do, gotta do this song, and he he, he asked his wife, but uh, gave us permission to uh, to record his Ashes Chayil on on our album, and it's, it's really nice. We've played this one already. I love it. Twenty six minutes after the hour, we've got um, Noe Jacobson, Chaim Horowitz, and Josh J in studio here at JM in the AM. Um, the Maccabees. I still refer to them as the YU Maccabees, which they seem not to mind sure. at all. Sure. But if you look at the CD, it's the Maccabees. Brand new. This is called Aisha Tchail at JM in the AM.
The Maccabees. CD is entitled One Day More here at JM in the AM. Uh, speaking with three representatives of this major uh, and incredible group, Noe Jacobson, Chaim Horowitz, and Josh Jay, who are in studio at JM in the AM. You've done a lot of cool stuff. The last time I saw you on national television was Katie Couric. What was that, Hanukkah time also? Was that around Hanukkah time? That was Hanukkah time, yes. But that was not a Hanukkah show. It was a show about faith, right? There was something... Yeah, it was It was a show generally about, about faith, and they had a, various personalities on right. the air, and we were sort of the, the musical guests. What did you sing that day? We sang One Day. Oh, you sang One Day. Yeah, an, an oldie, which is... Uh, did they give a CD to everybody in the audience, or they don't do that? No, a, a, car, a car instead. It was it was either the Maccabee CD or an Acura. No, I don't know. They were a little disappointed yeah. that they went with the car. I think the show was actually canceled the day we were the, uh, the day we were on or something. So the day after The press we were release on, yes. went out like a few hours later. The press release went out a what few hours later. What are you talking later. about? That show was canceled? Uh, she had tough competition. Oh, is that yeah. funny? I didn't realize it was canceled. In the form of Oprah. Yeah. yeah. So we joked, you know, you let the Maccabees on. And, and yeah, look what exactly. happened. Any national appearances since then, over the last couple of months? Anything of note that I should know about? Well, we've kind Aside of, from JM and the AM, we know the importance of you being here. <laughs> we've kind of, we kind of really locked ourselves in in um, in the studio these last few months. Right. Um, just really been, been buckling down and, and putting together our God, it must and be a pain <laughs> in the neck to record. <laughs> It must be a pain. What's worse, rehearsal for a show or record? I'm sure it's recording, right? Um, well, recording reco- is ten recording, times worse. Reco- recording, you think it'll take two hours, ends up being 25 hours. Yeah, little 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 tidbit. I mean, how many um, pizza pies can you go through exactly. in a recording studio? <laughs> the, it's ridiculous. The, the, the candlelight video, uh, the, the background track for that was actually recorded in a closet. Of one, with no lights and no ventilation of mm. one of yeah of uh, three three of the Maccabees were living together. We recorded that. You know, we had kind of a little bit of a mobile studio set up in their closet, so it can get pretty stuffy. Um, but no, it's it's a lot of fun to kind of work out new harmonies, hear how things sound. Uh, it's 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 definitely a rewarding experience, even if it is somewhat difficult. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I always look at the horrors of recording studios and just. It never goes the way you want it to go. And it, it's always triple the about the time. You mentioned uh, to me off the air that there's now an initiative to actually branch out to other college campuses around the country. Tell me how this works. Yeah, I mean, o- over the years, we've, we've performed at some of the, the, the major Jewish um, 
univer- you know, Jew- com- universities with Jewish communities. We've been to UCLA. We've been to University of Vermont. What's and, it like uh, on another campus? Is it cool? Is it? Did, did they welcome you? Did they? Yeah, they... I, it's so cool. For, we're all from Yeshiva University. That's that's all of our our background. Right. That's what we know. And obviously, it's special, very special in its own way. That's a much in different campus of, uh, than Jewish, UCLA. Is. A Jewish University, a Jewish campus. Right. I do think there, it, it's fascinating and very uplifting for us to be on other campuses to see the Jewish life there, which is really. Have you been to um, Maryland? Have we been to Maryland? Uh, we've been to Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins that's in nice. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just thought of University of Maryland. I know they have a major Jewish population. Well, yeah, they, so. they have. I think they have like seven or eight Jewish acapella groups. So Are they're, you serious? They're good. They're on good. their own campus? Yes. Yeah, I think they're they're good. They're good without us. Have you guys ever been followed by the uh, BDSers? Has anybody uh, protested a Maccabees uh, performance? Um, Do they know that you come from a campus where there are a lot of uh, right wingers and they've? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I haven't encountered that in, on on any of my gigs, but. Yeah, no, I think we've been... Hey, I'm just worried about your welfare. Just yeah. checking yeah. out. No, All right, so, so go ahead. How does this work now? So we we, we uh, uh, partnered with Hill International, and this was with the Huskama of, of YU's leadership. Um, uh, to Hill got a grant, and um, you know, the Jewish communities from colleges across the country, actually across the world, Hill is, a, is an international organization, applied for funds to actually have a Maccabees concert on their campus, uh, and those tours will be rolling out over the next, that tour will be rolling out over the next few months. We're actually flying out to the University of Texas at Austin uh, for a show when? this Motzei Shabbos. We're flying on, out on Friday. You'll spend Shabbos um, in, spend, uh, spend in Shabbos, Austin. Spend Shabbos at Austin, and um, and then, yeah, we're doing a show there Saturday night. Uh, and the idea behind the tour, it's kind of like a, a Jewish identity tour. I'm sure you've spoken about the Pew study on this, this sure. show before, and, um, you know, colleges, and we're, you know, we're the, the young Young, you know, the future of, of Judaism is not just at YU necessarily, but um, at you know at universities throughout the country. Yeah, it's everywhere. So the idea is to, is to kind of um, you know solidify the the Jewish identity and community at these at these different colleges. And I think it's it's like No said it's 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 really going to be a, an interesting experience for us, but also very yeah. very fulfilling. I, think I, we're, I we're, met someone in West Orange recently who's a graduate University of Texas. Email me, remind me who you are. He told me some interesting things about the campus down there. Yes, go ahead, Noe. I was going to say, um, you know, I think we're really in our element and with college audiences, which is not what we generally assume. I think we still get a little nervous when we go to college campuses, right. like we're the nerdy Jewish acapella group right. coming into to campus. But I, we're always, I think, very well received. I was in Houston, um, Davening and Scholl, and someone from Austin came up to me and said, you don't understand, like the buzz in Austin right now is that you guys coming, coming <gasps> is, is, is huge. And, and people, people are excited. They, they're excited to get excited about their Judaism. That'll be a, this Saturday night. This Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. I, that's something we actually, we actually talked about with Katie on that, that interview is that there's really like a third, and you said this earlier that it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to not follow the 2014 norms, right. but in other ways it's, it's very easy because there's, there's really a hunger out there for that kind of authentic Jewish content or authentic religious or authentic spiritual content, uh, and, and that need isn't necessarily being met right now by that many people, uh, and I think it's, it's something that's so special for us to be out there, um, you know, giving that to people and sharing that with people and, and getting it from people uh, as well. Gosh, imagine being proper has turned out to be a niche. Yeah. I'll tell you, unbelievable. All right, so that's coming up. You said that there were some unique ways that some of the colleges, campuses actually applied for that grant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the University of Texas, actually, they, they sent us a really cute uh, YouTube video uh, where we're... <laughs> Talk about 2014. Yeah, exactly, where where um, where someone uh, uh, was going around telling 
students at the Hillel that uh, that that they that they had a Maccabees concert coming up, even though they hadn't yet right. uh, they hadn't yet you know Scheduled. secured secured or scheduled anything, and people were just like you know really really excited. Uh, so so like Noah said, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. All right, very cool. Um, the Maccabees going to the University of Texas this weekend. All right. The CD is entitled One Day More. Do you have another recommendation for me, but you want to play for our uh, yeah. wonderful audience I, here at JM and the AM? I, 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 I think that we should go with number 11, which is Nachamu. It's a new twist on an old classic. I'm not sure. Josh, was this one originally your idea? Um, I, I think it was, might have been Mayer's idea, actually. Mayer's idea. Mayer's um, your, your neighbor from the Lower East Side. Right. Um, this was based on, a, you know, aside from, you know, the uh, material that you see, you know, our produced tracks, you know, when we're together for Shabbos, sometimes we'll just kind of sing impromptu. Um, this started as, you know, something like that, where we just took two two tunes for Nachamu, and we just sing it for fun, and we really enjoyed it. And we decided, you know, we like these tunes enough, let's uh, let's put it out there. And yeah, when I heard this, I said to myself, boy, there are a lot of good Nachamus out there. Yeah. Uh, here are some of them. It's called Nachamu from the brand new Maccabees CD. Uh, a Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. Maccabees in studio here at J.M. and the A.M. Are you guys going to have time to work on a new video soon, or that's not a uh, a front burner project? That's 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 confidential. That's because we're getting <laughs> to the time of year. Getting to the time of year. It's it's May, but I always tell you this. You know what your best video is, right? I've told you this. You know which is your best video? Which book, one? Book of Good Life. Yeah, yeah. Book of Good Life. I mean, yeah. clearly. Yeah. It has like a we cult like following. It's uh, an uh, unbelievable Of the videos video. that we've done, it, uh, does it have over a million views? I don't know if it uh, does. I think so, yeah. I think it does. It does, but it's, it, it hasn't been as well viewed as the others, but those who, who love that video love that video. Very committed fan base. Yeah. <laughs> and when I brought this up, when we had a whole bunch of Maccabee members in studio... I remember half enthusiastically shaking their head yeah. yes, and half <laughs> exactly. nodding, and half exactly. shaking their head like, what? You know, that's not our best video. You know? <laughs> that was something. Yeah. I will say that, that that video really does get me into the, you know, the oh, are you kidding? spirit. Really. Rosh Chodesh Elul, we start playing the audio of that on the air? Are you kidding? We're all set. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. You that's know? all I need. That's what yeah. you guys have to do before you go out to Beth Jacob, wherever you're heading for Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. Um, all right, so you were mentioning to me off the air, after the University of Texas this weekend, you're heading to Ottawa. Ottawa, Canada. That's up in Canada for a performance up there. Is that college? Is that uh, shul? What is that? I think it's uh, Chabad. We do a, a Chabad lot of work. Lot, we do a lot of work with Chabad. And you're going to get to Israel this month for a Sfira Bar Mitzvah. That's right. And you'll that's do right. a concert in Israel as well? We're, we're uh, putting the fi- final touches on you know venue and, and promotion and everything, but yeah. Uh, Will it be in Jerusalem? It's going to be in, in Beit HaKerem on um, Monday, May 12th, uh, and I think it's going to be a lot um, a lot of fun because we actually have not been to uh, perform for our Israel, our Israel audience for a few years now, so it's going to be really special for us to be there. All right, so that's uh, the Monday night before Lagba Omer. Uh, you can catch the Maccabees in Jerusalem. I guess what? Details on social media? Details on social media. There details forthcoming. What is yeah. the Twitter handle and it's Facebook page and all that made stuff? Made it real easy. It's, it's Facebook.com slash Maccabees, Twitter.com slash Maccabees, Instagram.com slash Maccabees. I, I don't think we have any like, Foursquare or anything like that's that. That's all but. people need to know. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you'll update it accordingly. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Noah J- Noe Jacobson, Chaim Horowitz, and Josh J in studio here at JM in the AM. Three of the 14 Maccabee members who are uh, celebrating the release of a CD entitled One Day More. I'm assuming this is available everywhere, plus iTunes and all that? Or, yeah. Or the whole album? Yep. It's yeah. up there? That's it? It's all up Really there. easy well. these days? You can have it in your iPod within minutes? Seconds. seconds. Within yeah. seconds? seconds. minutes? <laughs> Depends how slow your internet connection is now. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it's crazy. Yesterday, it's funny, as we were doing the Norpak show, one of the things I pointed out is that uh, because some of the uh, the people were encouraging folks to come down to Washington, and the more meetings you have, the more affected it has, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, the young people who come, I'm sure they expect that the moment after they walk out of the senator's office, he runs to the floor to introduce the bill that they were talking about like, these days with the, the, the way people need the speed these days. But anyway, uh, you can have the brand-new Maccabee CD in a very speedy fashion if you go to the web and search accordingly. J.M. and the A.M. All right, we need at least one more off the brand-new CD to do. Anything you guys prefer? Are you leaving it up to me? What are we? Uh, what's the procedure this morning? Hmm. What do we want to introduce to our wonderful audience? By the way, uh, coming up, as the Maccabees decide on what we're about to hear, coming up on our stream at jmandtheam.org, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock this morning will be speaking about finding the strength and resolve to overcome challenge as we leave Yom HaShoah and head to a Yom HaTzma'ud. 
He discusses how we can apply that concept to our lives. That's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning right here at jmnam.org, followed by Miriam L. Wallach, who will uh, speak at 10 o'clock this morning with author and lecturer Yael Unterman, live in studio discussing the brand-new book, The Hidden of Things, and her upcoming event at the Kalbachstuhl next week. And listen to this. At about 10.30 Eastern time this morning, Miriam L. Wallach will speak with the Yeshiva University men's tennis team. You want to know why? You want to know why? I'll tell you why. They have just won the Skyline Conference Championship. Wow. That's right. They've become the first Yeshiva team to earn a berth in an NCAA championship. And in studio will be the YU Athletic Director, Joe Bednarsh, Coach Ira Miller, and members of the tennis team. How many people didn't even realize YU had a tennis team? We used to tell the uh, the joke that we didn't get into the YU Maccabees, which is their sports club. So right. so we, we went out and formed a sinking group called the Maccabees. And look what happened. Yeah. You've left them in the dust. Well, they won, they won an NCAA uh, yeah, uh, title. So, I, hey, I'm yeah. joking around. They have the last lap. Hey, if they were my guests, I'd be trashing you this morning. Don't worry. All right. What, what song are we doing off the I, brand new one? I think we could send them off with, with One Day. It's number 12. Ah. It's it's a classic of ours. We, we did it on our first album. And I think for us... Other than being really fun to redo, I think it really signifies a lot for us about where we've come to. Um, same song, and then we're, we've come a long way. We've, we've made some progress. Um, we had some experiences along the way, but at our core, we're, we're the same group of guys, right. same values, um, and doing what we love. Mac and Beats are here. It's brand new at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. One day, it's the Maccabees. Noe Jacobson, Chaim Horowitz, and Josh J. representing the landmark group this morning at J.M. and the A.M. The first time they were invited here years ago, we were overbooked with Maccabee members. Now they just send three guys down for the big release. <laughs> uh, remember what it was like at the very beginning, guys? No, the truth is you guys are much busier and uh, have, have uh, other careers at this point. Right. At that point, you were literally just students who didn't care if you got back to school at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you see with our perform- performance schedule also, you know, we, we have... We still book gigs every week, basically, wow. um, and it's 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 a little bit harder to get guys together. You know, people are working, have spouses, children now, even. Right. Uh, thank God. Um, Nobody but, was married at the beginning. Right. Uh, one. Was there a member married at the beginning? Wow. Oh, well, not know. the beginning, beginning. But, nah, right. But that's <laughs> the first thing you <laughs> um, But but we still get guys together, and I and I think that that's really a testament to. The fact that we still love doing this. Because right. if we didn't, we just, you know, I don't think we would put it. It would be easier to drop it. Exactly. You were in New Zealand at about Mitzvah in what city? In Auckland? At Auckland. I mean, yeah. there was, was there a crowd? Was, um, there a, was there a Jewish population? Yeah. Auckland has a, uh, and this is a shout out to our, the Jamie and the Aim listeners yeah. in Auckland. Hey there, it's, Auckland. It's the middle of next week because right. of the time difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually it's really, really. Shabbos it's probably already. Yeah. I think it's October. Yeah. <laughs> Officially October. Uh, yeah, it's actually a really, really warm Jewish community. Um, the Rub is, is just the, the best guy, you know. He, wow. um, and the, yeah, it's great. It's great. What was the reaction in comparison to the original to One Day? When One Day came out, did you go through a lot of criticism or comments? Comparing it to the, the the one that the whole world became familiar with, or like any other, you know, cover was just you know the Maccabees uh, version of it. And that was yeah, it. I I, th- I think I think it, the healthiest way to look at it is that it's not uh, better or worse. It's just a, right. a different format. Uh, and I think uh, again, a lot of our fans have have been very positive and receptive to that. And, and it's part of the trend that's behind the 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 hugeness of acapella today right. uh, is that we're we're exploring different ways of putting out music and because you know how popular that was before the Maccabees put it out right yeah. it had a following already yeah absolutely uh, sure I know, I'm just <laughs> making a big deal of it we're going to wrap up with Drory Yikra I want to thank all of you for being here today Continued good luck to the Maccabees. Best way to book the Maccabees would be? Uh, just info at maccabees.com uh, for any questions, not just booking. Right. Um, we actually got a funny email uh, yesterday. They, they, someone emailed us and said, um, you know, I've loved one day for, for five years. I'm so happy that you guys finally covered it <laughs> <laughs> on, your, on your new album. So, yeah. So, you so see that? We, but we love it. We love to interact, and, and, and um, it's, it's great. And maccabees.com, we have a great website. And uh, thank you, of course, for having us on yeah. your show. I think we mentioned yeah. this when we were here four years ago, that it was kind of a dream of ours growing up to be on this show. And I, I, I you know what? It, to have your dream come true a third time, can't complain about that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for your support along the way, Nachman. I really. appreciate that very much. Uh, Noe Jacobson, Chaim Horowitz, Josh J. A shout-out to all the Maccabees, whether they're here this morning or not. Stuck at work. Yeah, there good, you go. Good, good morning, guys. And continued good luck with the brand-new CD, One thank Day you, More. Thank you. thank you. This selection comes from the brand-new CD. It's how we close out a Thursday Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM. <laughs> Yeah.
Drawy Kra Maccabees here at JMM. What a morning! What a morning! I apologize. Uh, Ambassador Dory Gold was scheduled to join us. Um, a technical thing um, prevented that. I apologize. Uh, we were not given the, the correct contact information. Hopefully, he will join us at a future time. I want to thank Rabbi Rakefet. If you missed the conversation, it was a great one, and I hope he'll be back soon here at JM and AM. And of course, the Maccabees with the brand new music alert. I thank them for being here on this Rosh Chodesh ER as we drift into our Sphere format eventually. Got Yom Azikaron Monday, Yom Atzmaut Tuesday, but we'll get there eventually. It's the 16th day of the Omer. If you've got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Reminder on Staten Island, Israel Bonds has their event. Uh, with the JCC of Staten Island at the JCC of Staten Island at 7.15 p.m. this coming Sunday night. Ambassador Yehuda Avner is the guest speaker, and he is amazing. So that happens this coming Sunday night out on Staten Island. Told you about the Mizrahi Monday night. Mark Langfan is going to be speaking as part of the Yom Atzimut celebration Monday night at the Mizrahi. Reminder, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long. Charlie Harari is next on finding the strength and resolve to overcome challenge. This is a perfect bridge between Yom HaShoah and Yom HaTzma'ut. Uh, at 10 o'clock, Miriam El Wallach with the Yeshiva University tennis team. They are the first Yeshiva team to go to an NCAA championship. And author and lecturer, Yael Unterman. Uh, Mark Zamek later on with the stunt show about happiness. He'll speak with colleagues from his work about the topic of happiness. That's at 1 o'clock today. And Michael Fragan has an amazing spin class brand new tonight. At 6 p.m., Michael Fragan will speak about orthodox political power in places like Muncie, Teaneck, Lakewood, and the five towns should be very interesting tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org. Reminder, tomorrow morning, Malcolm Holmline will discuss the events of this week. 7.40 tomorrow morning, we'll have a chance to converse on air at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in for that. I'll speak to you during the live lunch today at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right after the uh, presentations by Charlie Harari and Miriam L. Wallach on our stream. And tomorrow morning, of course, we'll begin at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us for a Friday Erev Shabbos edition of JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.